What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to another episode of the Smart Gun Moments Mac Talk Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Tony Mango, flying solo for this edition for the main event for this week for a number of different reasons. One of them being, we are not really feeling super duper high up on WWE right now. <laughs> After the events that transpired over the past two days with Night two of WrestleMania and the Monday Night Raw that followed it and the Endeavor sale. Needless to say, if you didn't check out the previous podcast that's been on here, the night two reaction of WrestleMania at the very least, Rob and Callum and I are in a very sour mood when it comes to WWE. So we're trying to figure out some ideas of what to do for the main event for this week. And the original game plan was to do what you could see up on your screen right now, what you've clicked on, obviously, which was fantasy booking our own cards for WrestleMania 40. As the intention was going to be, this would have came about with us being super happy for a really good show and the momentum being amazing and us wanting to just kind of keep the ball rolling for, you know, something that we ended up enjoying a whole lot and all. Well, after the events of these past few days, that really just got nixed. <laughs> so I decided, you know, we were trying to figure out some other ways to do this and to try to just give ourselves the motivation to do it and all. Ultimately, I was like, you know what? Why don't I just do my card? And why don't I give Rob and Callum a little bit of time off? Maybe when it comes to the hot tags, which I'm actually less interested in doing this week, to be perfectly honest and transparent with everybody. I don't really want to talk about how much I hate a lot of the things that they're doing right now. Uh, and I don't really want to get super deep into, you know, the Endeavor stuff and all. Uh, I figured maybe Robin Callum might be able to sort of counterbalance me on that show, and then I'll counterbalance them on this one. I don't know. We'll see. But the point being, I figured I would give myself a little challenge here as well. And ultimately, it came down to this decision. This is still fantasy booking WrestleMania 40, and... If you don't know what the whole fantasy booking thing is, this is my creative expression of what I would do if I were on WWE creative team and had reasonable booking power where I could kind of influence a lot of things. And essentially, what would they ask me I would want and what would I kind of factor in is what they sort of, I guess, would, would allow. I don't know. Uh, we'll get into the ground rules in a little bit. Before we get into that, though, I want to remind everybody about a couple different things. The Dusty Rhodes contest, which, of course, also was supposed to be super celebratory of Cody Rhodes winning the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. The Road WrestleMania contest is still going on. I am shutting that poll off, I believe, on Thursday night. It's either Thursday night, Friday morning, something along those lines. I have it set for something, but I just off the top of my head, I honestly don't know. But you still have some time to get some entry points in. So if you want to win one of the three Funko Pops, Pops that are get uh, being given away by fun.com, then enter while you can. Also make sure that you vote on the final of the Best Wrestling Family Dynasties tournament that we have for this Mark Madness 2023 tournament. That is down to a triple threat between the Hart family, the Rhodes family, and the Anawai family. So that is also going to be shutting off at sometime around Friday before we do the hot tags. Vote while you can if you want to influence the outcome of that. 
Also want to remind everybody about a couple other just generic plugs in general. The Redbubble and Public, as far as picking up some merchandise. Obviously, if you are listening to this on YouTube, then hit that like button. Make sure you are subscribed to the channel. If you aren't already, then go ahead and do that. Ring that little notification bell that's next to it and set up your alerts to get the notifications that we are live on the post shows that we do and any impromptu live things. I do want to do some more live things if I have the motivation to do them going forward after the way that, you know, pro wrestling has been <laughs> these past couple of days. I don't know. I mean, I'm still kind of like there's good things. There's bad things. I'm really feeling that urge to just not watch wrestling. So uh, we got to try to figure out ways to have some fun here. And when we do things like the mock drafts and all, or the watch alongs, then those things can potentially be live things. So if you want to know when we just maybe impromptu go live, then it's another way to do that. But in particular, if you want to make sure that the morale here is great and that I have the motivation to keep doing stuff, then help keep the lights on. And you can do that by donating some money through the thanks button on here or through the Patreon or the join button. Even a dollar a month can go a long way. Thank you again to everybody who donated as part of the super chats that we had on the night two of WrestleMania in particular. I think that that was the one that was the biggest one that we've ever had, which is nuts. So again, thank you to everybody for that. You know, that actually does really, really help. It's, I can't stress that enough. You know, I, this isn't something that's a real money-making endeavor for me. I, to be perfectly honest, there are many months where it's between fanboys and smart guy moment, not even necessarily $100 comes my way. So if you want to make sure that we can keep doing these things, then that is the absolute best way to do it. And obviously, if you are a part of the dark cast tier or the pick a poison tier, then there are benefits when it comes to that. You know, the members only podcasts or the ability to with the pick a poison request something and that way you directly sponsor that and then we do have the time to do everything for sure. So keep all that in mind, everybody make sure that you are listening to this all the way through for the watch time. You know how the YouTube kind of thing goes, but obviously if you're listening to this outside of YouTube, then what are you doing? Click on the YouTube video as well. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, actually you should, but uh, you know, <laughs> hit the uh, likes or follows or whatever it is on, on all those different things. Also, just because I don't know how this slideshow thing is going to work on OBS, to be perfectly honest, I'm going to get all the plugs out of the way real quick. So I just uh, want to remind everybody about some other projects, things that I am super passionate about. The Fanboys Anonymous side of things that I mentioned, uh, that is over on YouTube.com slash Fanboys Anonymous and FanboysAnonymous.com. Check out the Facebook and Twitter, hit up that Patreon and all, and definitely show your support for the Blueprint Project, which is my superhero and other things too not necessarily superhero i mean there's um you know james bond there's uh star wars there's you know all sorts of different varieties of things but the general idea is me trying to make the gold standard bible of different characters that i'm a big fan of like superman and the power rangers the god i mean the power rangers thing i've even put that on hold for a few months and it's still i've got like you know four entire movies written <laughs> out and all it's going to be 13 plus movies and all and i'm talking like full movies like full scripts and stuff but the batman a nighttime story it's the main thing that i'm focusing on right now more on the power rangers stuff coming pretty soon because we have that power rangers netflix thing coming out too but we also have chapter three of the batman a nighttime story 100 records from the wayne foundation archives which i'm still working on i had to put that on pause for wrestlemania 
that's coming out soon though if you are a batman fan trust me you want to check out what i've got in store because i do not have the ability to tell you everything that i want to do with this project but the more support that you show then the more that i have the opportunity to do that and that would be fantastic i would really really love to do that stuff so now that we got that ass stuff out of the way thank you everybody for sitting through a couple minutes worth of this I'm sure that plugs aren't necessarily your favorite thing, but fantasy booking WrestleMania 40. What do we do when it comes to this? Well, here are a couple little things that I need to preface this with and not more plugs. Don't worry about (laughs) one thing is I gave myself a one hour time frame to do this, not to do the graphics and stuff. I mean, obviously that was going to take longer, but I went through, I sat down and I took everybody on the AEW or not the AEW, the NXT and the main roster, wrote them all out on a spreadsheet. This is the way that I think that WWE should do things. And I said, all right, once I have that all done, I'm going to give myself from around, I don't know, it was like 15 minutes after NXT had ended or so to one hour from then, I was just like, you know what, I'm going to give myself one hour. And if I can figure out at least what I would think would be a good WrestleMania over the course of one hour, then that goes to show that this can be done very easily from the people that have all of the resources and all of the different creative teams. And they know everything of what's going on because I don't. And the game plan of having 12 months more to work on this and all the other elements to go with this. So judge it fairly. And that means Think of it this way. Think of it within the one hour time frame. Oh man, you know, imagine what Tony would have done with that. But also, if you don't like an idea, you let me know. Because to me, this would be a good WrestleMania. But I also think that I could think of something better. And I also think that with more information of, you know, people that could be potentially signed to the company or people that might be leaving or anything that goes along with those lines, then that obviously changes things and all. But to get into some more of the specific ground rules that I had set for myself, I am assuming that this is a two-night card. I am assuming that I at least will go into this with the idea that we're not signing anybody. So no Jay White, no Kenny Omega, no Young Bucks, no Keith Lee being brought back, no Dustin Rhodes, no uh you know, bringing Kusuchika Akata over from New Japan, nothing like that. I am working with solely the card from the card options from the roster that we know right now. So that's the Performance Center crew. The next in line people are off the table as well. I wouldn't know anything about them anyway, but the Raw, the SmackDown, NXT, that is it. That also means that I am working with a couple other people that are kind of in the mix, but kind of not. One of them being John Cena. I do not think that we're going to get John Cena wrestling next year at WrestleMania. And I could be wrong about that. So if I'm wrong, and that's something that we look 11 months from now in the future, and we see that John Cena has been booked for it, then that's awesome that John Cena is doing that. But I just don't think that that's happening. I do think that we're getting somebody else, though. So I am giving myself some leeway for special attractions for one person in particular, but also a couple other people. And, you know, I'll explain that when we get to it, but I'm also unfortunately going to rule big E out of the mix. I do not think that he is going to be healthy enough to return to action. I do think some other people that are currently injured right now might, 
So I'm going to work with them as well. But I unfortunately do not think Big E is in the mix for that. Now, granted, I am hoping that that is the case, but I can't book with that in mind. So no criticisms, I think, are, uh, you know, if, if you think that Big E should be coming back and immediately fighting for the WWE Championship or something, keep in mind, the reason why he isn't necessarily on this card is because I just feel like he probably isn't an option. But I'm also, unfortunately, trying to keep in mind some booking ideas here when it comes to Vince McMahon being in charge and Endeavor wanting things that they probably want, which I don't know too much about Endeavor, but I am assuming that they want some kind of not really like a UFC type thing. Like I'm not throwing UFC people in here. I don't know anything about UFC to be perfectly honest. So I'm not going to be like, all right, Conor McGregor is fighting for the championship or whatever, but I'm assuming that they want some athleticism and they want star power and they want WrestleMania to be WrestleMania, but that they also want to try to appeal more to that type of uh, mindset. So, you know, these aren't exactly 100% the matches that I would really love. And also these aren't hundred percent the matches that I would really love because of WrestleMania this year. I think they kind of screwed up <laughs> and I think that this is also something that, you know, maybe there are ways to get around it. Maybe there aren't, but I'm going to try to keep in mind if you hired me the day after that WrestleMania, what would I do? You know, Monday morning before this episode of Monday Night Raw, although to be perfectly honest, I think that the episode from Monday Night Raw, nothing contradicts what I've got in mind and there's ways to book around it. So uh, we'll see. I don't know. Point being, I'm working with some restrictions here, so it's not 100% pure fantasy, but it is, you know, as much fantasy as I can get to. So I'm going to start off with the WWE Championship match. And that is Cody Rhodes as the WWE champion, not the undisputed WWE Universal Champion, against AJ Styles. You might immediately be thinking, they're not going to do this. No, this is not a prediction. This is fantasy booking, so keep that in mind as well. If I'm going to go for my prediction, this is certainly not going to be the WWE Championship match, but this is what I would be pitching and this is what I'd be pulling for. In my one hour of dedicating myself to the entire card of this to book an entire year's worth of WWE, this is what I came up with. I think they're in a situation now after the Royal Rumble and the WrestleMania build and everything that came about with him not winning. Cody Rhodes still does need to win the WWE Championship, and he needs to win it this year. I do not want to see an entire year's worth of, okay, we spent a whole, you know, however many months building up to him getting a title shot. Let's spend another 12 months for him to get another title shot. So then it's month spend another four months for him to get a rematch with Roman Reigns. I don't like WWE milking things. And I know the Triple H took offense to the term dragging it out. Shout out to John Alba for having the stones to actually ask that question and word it that way. I'm really proud of him for that. But I think that they would be dragging it out if that was the case. I do not think that there is the momentum for that. And I think that that's kind of ridiculous as well. So in my fantasy booking, if you tell me I can't undo that and I can't just have Cody Rhodes win the championship at WrestleMania, then this is what I'm doing. Cody wins the belt from Roman Reigns at some point in 2023. 
ideally it would have been maybe the night after wrestlemania if that's the case or at backlash but now i am kind of working under the assumption that wwe absolutely will not budge on at least he needs to last until king and queen of the ring that roman probably has to get to that thousand day mark and then maybe they'll let him lose the title i assume Cody Rhodes is going to go up against Brock Lesnar at Backlash, and that is going to be just a means for Roman to take a month off, and then they can maybe come back to this and all. I don't have a whole lot of faith that's necessarily even going to happen, but it seems like that's the only rational thing that can come out of my mind, and it's not as good as if Cody would have just won at WrestleMania, but I mean, my hands are tied. So in my mind, Cody beats Brock Lesnar, and He gets a number one contendership spot again. He fights Roman at King and Queen of the Ring. Cody Rhodes beats Roman. He is the WWE Undisputed Universal Champion. And right after that, we get the announcement that the draft is coming back. And Triple H, Cody Rhodes, and all these other people, you know, the championships and the the powers that be, and Adam Pearce and all, There is some sort of a summit or something along those lines, but they address the title situation and we get things that kind of usher in a new transitional phase. One of them being, I would get rid of those tag team titles. I think that that is the gross design and all, but I would also put out there, Cody needed to win the WWE championship. He didn't need to win the undisputed WWE universal championship where he's holding two titles and he's the one champion over two brands. I don't think we should have just one champion. I think that Cody Rhodes should also cut a promo saying, look, I spent so long getting up to this point and I do not want to be the same type of champion as Roman Reigns. So I'm not going to hold two titles hostage for what is a one title type thing. I willingly am splitting these. We will crown a new universal champion for the opposite brand i'm assuming at this point the cody rhodes is on monday night raw so essentially who is going to be the champion for smackdown with the undisputed or not the undisputed but the universal championship and going forward cody is the wwe champion now who does he feud with well a couple different people that i would have in mind not necessarily booking you know it's this one or then that one and then this is the feud and all but i would have him have a feud with Bray Wyatt. I think that there's a good story you could tell there. I would have him feud with some people along the lines that are like on the the lesser side, not lesser as, but you know, quality or anything, but like some shorter feuds. Maybe he has a one month feud with Kyrie and cross, or maybe a one month feud with, I don't know, a, uh, Dolph Ziggler, you know, just naming a, a person, whatever the matches would be good. You know, But point being, his main feuds leading up to WrestleMania would be the Bray Wyatt one, a Randy Orton feud. That would be a huge one. That's maybe SummerSlam. That's maybe Survivor Series. Maybe Survivor Series is back to the champion versus champion thing. That's kind of what I would pitch. I don't think that War Games is the right way to do that. I think War Games is basically like Hell in a Cell. You should wait unless you have four on four or five on five to be able to do it. Don't just decide, hey, it's November, we need to do uh, Survivor Series War Games. So I would personally say no War Games, 
And let's go back to the champion versus champion thing. And when it comes to the tag team titles, I still have them unified because I think the WWE is just not going to really like to have a Raw and SmackDown tag team titles anymore. We'll get more on that a little bit later. But the point being, I think that you need to do champion versus champion in some ways and all. Randy Orton is a big, big feud for Cody Rhodes. And I actually had him down here as my option. It was going to be WWE champion Cody Rhodes against challenger Randy Orton. But the more I thought about it, the more I thought, well, that kind of implies that I want Randy Orton to win the Royal Rumble. And I don't want Orton to win the Rumble. I think that he doesn't need it at this point. And technically speaking, if I have the split championship, then the other person could win, you know, challenge that way. And that's probably what I would do. But instead, I thought more about this other alternative of AJ Styles. And I thought, hey, I want to try to appeal to a lot of different people here. And this is going to appeal to that AEW type audience. We didn't see Cody Rhodes versus AJ Styles. This is kind of, if AJ would have gone to AEW, this would have been a a big feud. If Cody would have stuck around, this would have been interesting, but it wouldn't have been as big of a feud as it would be now. I want Bullet Club versus Bullet Club. And I don't want that in the sense that a lot of people are probably going to take that, which is, why are you trying to AEW this card? No, I want variety. And I think that this is Cody Rhodes representing being the WWE guy and AJ Styles being the non-WWE guy in some ways. Of course, he's been in the company now for years, so that's cool. But he can kind of be like, you know, hey, I was the outsider before I came in in a different way and they could do a good feud about the bullet club type stuff. You could get the OC involved and they can have some allegiances here and there and you can play around with it quite a bit. Finn Balor can be involved in this feud as somebody who has issues with AJ Styles. And then, you know, maybe he backs up Cody. Maybe he's a baby face at that point. You know, point being, I think this would be a hell of a match. I think that AJ Styles winning the Royal rumble would be really cool. I think people would really like that quite a bit. And I think that that saves Randy Orton for somebody else as well. So I am having Cody Rhodes go in as WWE champion with a split title. And he is going up against potentially Royal Rumble winner AJ Styles as a heel. You know, heel phenomenal one AJ Styles. He didn't get a spot at WrestleMania this year. Let's reward him for that. I got a no disqualification match between Roman Reigns and The Rock because you might be wondering, what am I going to do with Roman Reigns here? Well, This is what I'm doing. We are doing the fucking match. I am sick and tired of having all this stuff happen. I don't care if you have to pay The Rock a certain amount. You are Endeavor. You are spending billions of dollars on things. Do the goddamn match. It's WrestleMania 40. Have it be without the title on the line because it absolutely does not need to have the championship. And I would make it, in many ways, kind of a lumberjack match. I want the Anawai family there. I want this to be something that is essentially the head of the table match something along those lines i mean i'm not going to call it that but this is to settle who is the greatest of the anawai family roman reigns at this point will have lost the wwe championship as i mentioned and he'll have taken some time off he'll have healed up the rock will have another year to get ready and if he still doesn't get ready at that point oh my god man and at that point i want to see roman reigns in a situation where He's still the heel, but you've got flexibility here. Do you go with 
Roman kind of coming back as a little bit of a baby face that people can cheer? And if so, having him against The Rock where The Rock is the heel, that's kind of fun, isn't it? But if you have The Rock as the baby face against Roman Reigns and he's the heel still, then that works perfectly fine too. Point being, I would have however many members of the Anawaii family ringside or on the stage or whatever it is, they're essentially watching, I guess you could kind of put it in some ways. If you've seen Black Panther, where they have the battle above the uh, the waterfall and it's like, you know, you can challenge for the throne and all, that's essentially what this is. The Rock has been basically still the head of the table, despite the fact that Roman Reigns has accomplished as much as he has. And The Rock can say like, well, you know what, that that's great and all, but I still am the guy. You never beat me. You had the title for a thousand days, and that's awesome. You beat Brock, you beat all these guys, you beat everybody, but you didn't beat me. So I'd go Roman Reigns winning here. He's already won a million other things, but look, just solidify it at this point. Have him win again. Another WrestleMania where he comes out on top. And these are my two main events. Night one's main event is one of these two. Doesn't matter. Night two's main event is the other one. I'd probably realistically, all things considered, just the way that WWE is, I'd probably go Roman Reigns and Rock as the night two main event and Cody Rhodes versus AJ Styles in night one. You can't win everything. (laughs) But then you might be thinking, well, you know what? At that point, if that's the case, then what are you doing with the other championship? Well, we'll get to that in a minute because we still have to go back and talk about what's happening with Austin Theory and Randy Orton against each other. Now, this idea being, I did the whole Cody Rhodes thing. Cody Rhodes feuds with Randy Orton. And then following that, I'm going to have, you know, because you figure, put it this way, the Randy Orton and Cody Rhodes feud, Randy Orton's definitely the heel. I mean, come on, obviously that's going to be the case. But if he's turning heel for that and they've got the, you know, talking about the legacy feud and everything, he puts Cody over and he ends up being, you know, like, hey, all right, kid, like you, you're the guy now and, you know, I'm proud of you and whatever. So it's, it's a, I don't know if we're going to get Randy Orton super soon, but I'm assuming that Randy Orton comes back babyface at this point. Um, and then, you know, he turns heel, he does that whole thing. I like Orton flip-flopping sometimes because I think that he can get kind of bored one way or another. And we've seen him as a babyface for so long. So he wants a little heel turn and all that, that can work perfectly well. But once he loses to Cody, I'm going to have him turn babyface again. And we're not talking big show here. He's not like every other week he's turning, but I want him to be a heel to feud with Cody. And then I want him to turn babyface again, because I want him to go up against Austin theory in just a regular match where this is kind of uh, like a piggyback off of the John Cena and Austin Theory thing, but I think that this match would be better. And I think this makes some more sense in some ways. I've been saying for a while that I think Austin Theory is more of a Randy Orton than a John Cena. And we've seen now Austin Theory beats John Cena. Well, if he's going to be a guy heading towards the top, I want Austin Theory to be Randy Orton. I also want to set up Randy Orton not just to potentially retire here, which I think that Austin Theory could be a good person to retire like that, 
But I want to set Randy Orton up in this capacity to be somebody who Austin Theory can beat. So he has a personal stake in potentially feuding with Cody Rhodes. I think Austin Theory could be my choice to beat Cody Rhodes for the WWE Championship. So if he beats Randy Orton here at WrestleMania, then we can get Cody Rhodes versus Austin Theory after WrestleMania 40. And that is a great direction, I think, to go. It puts Austin Theory over again. It shows some growth because he's able to be another legend here. He can start kind of essentially being the new legend killer in some ways, obviously not calling himself that, but I think that that is a real great direction going forward. Let's talk about that Universal Championship, though. We've got Bobby Lashley and Gunther. Now, you might be thinking, why don't you have Brock Lesnar versus Gunther, Tony? Isn't that the match that everybody agrees that they should do? I mean, they should have done it this year and blah, blah, blah. I got a reason for it. Personally, I think Bobby Lashley was really screwed over this year in more ways than one. I think it should have been Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley with the way that they were kind of going with the Royal Rumble and all. I think that they should have just done it ahead of time and we should have come around to something completely different. But when it came down to Elimination Chamber and they did this whole stupid thing with Bray Wyatt and they were going to just put Bobby Lashley with him and they were going to move on with this Omos thing, none of it ended up working out for Bobby Lashley. And I can tell that he's annoyed, and I'm annoyed for him, so I'm going to reward him for his efforts. Bobby Lashley is great. He has accomplished so much, but he's still, in my mind, he can easily win another championship, and it's it wouldn't be like it's overkill or anything. So the way I'm booking this <laughs> to get to this point, remember, I only had an hour for this, so also keep that in mind, too. I am setting up that split title and I am doing a tournament where if we're assuming that this is following King and Queen of the Ring, we'll probably end up having a new champion around SummerSlam and whoever it is that Bobby Lashley goes up against throughout the tournament, you know, he beats some notable people along the way, like a Damian Priest, he beats like a Finn Balor, he beats, uh, yeah, name different people, it doesn't really matter. Certainly WWE should not be booking this far in advance for something like that, especially because in my mind, WWE should have a game plan of some ideas of what they want to do for WrestleMania a year in advance, but they obviously need to think of things on the fly, they need to go with people who are, you know, really becoming more popular and they didn't see that coming. They can hit their, uh, strike gold with like a Sami Zayn and then have to pivot on certain things. But at least in my mind, we're going to go with a tournament and we're going to end up with Bobby Lashley as champion. And he can hold the title from that SummerSlam type range up until WrestleMania here. Gunther will have lost the intercontinental championship at this point. Maybe to Sheamus, in some way, maybe to somebody else, and then Sheamus beats them. I don't know. We'll get to that a little bit later, too. Point being, Gunther is the other option for the Royal Rumble. He could be the guy that wins if AJ Styles doesn't, or he can win the Elimination Chamber. I probably would go, honestly, with the Elimination Chamber and not the Royal Rumble, because I think Styles winning the Royal Rumble is just a little bit more like fan service. But Gunther had a great showing at WrestleMania or at the Royal Rumble this year. And he should at least be somewhat close to that. Maybe he's the last guy that AJ Styles beats to do that. I don't know. Point being, again, use the phrase point being a million times in the air. Gunther is future star. He's a current star, but he's future even bigger star. 
And I think Bobby Lashley versus Gunther is a match that could be a lot of fun. I think that this is a marquee thing where you've got an established star and a younger, more hungrier type star that you really want to push to the main event. I think that having these two juggernauts against each other also looks really good on a poster where if you're trying to appeal to the UFC type crowd and you see Gunther and Bobby Lashley, it's like, okay, those two behemoths are going to fight each other for a championship. Cool. I want to watch it. Bobby Lashley goes in as the babyface champion. Gunther goes in as the heel challenger. Gunther wins. He beats Bobby Lashley. And our two champions are Cody Rhodes and Gunther. That was also going to be another potential match that I had. That was actually the first match that I wrote down was Cody Rhodes versus Gunther. And then I started playing around with the card a little bit. And I'm like, no, you know what? I think I want to kind of go in a different direction because I honestly didn't want Cody Rhodes to lose at WrestleMania this year, then lose for WrestleMania 40 either. But I want Gunter walking out with that championship for sure. What do we do with Brock then? Well, I'm going to go Brock Lesnar versus Logan Paul. And I think that this is pretty self-explanatory. Brock Lesnar is the type of character that you can quickly make a baby face again. He, all he needs to do is just come out and beat the shit out of the right person. And then there you go. The fans cheer for him again. Logan Paul is exactly the right type of person that he can go out there and beat the shit out of and people could cheer him. This match could be fucking great. And I think that it's got star power. It's got marquee value. It has the athleticism. It's, you know, the, the kind of thing where it's like UFC guy, Brock Lesnar against Logan Paul, who's the boxing side of it all. They can really pivot the kind of WWE style away in this one and get a little bit more into that UFC thing. If they want to get a little, a little deeper into that, or they can keep it just on the pure spectacle of WWE. There's a lot of crossover appeal here. I think that this is a slam dunk match and a slam dunk thing for the UFC slash WWE audience. It's just, this is like the perfect scenario. So I got babyface Brock Lesnar against heel Logan Paul I do think that they are re-signing Logan Paul, and I do think that they're re-signing Brock Lesnar. I wouldn't say that this would necessarily be like the last Brock Lesnar match or something, but I don't think that he would necessarily care either. And Logan Paul should have feuds with plenty other people along the way, just for, you know, some Saudi Arabia shows, some SummerSlam type shows and all. But I think that this, in a Philadelphia crowd where I'm from the area, I mean, Philly crowds are nuts. I think that people would be rabid to see Brock Lesnar beat the tar out of Logan Paul. This I, I'm not booking as far as like, this is on night one, this is on night two and stuff, but I'd probably put this on night one, you know, same night as the Cody Rhodes and AJ Styles one, because I think that if you put Bobby Lashley and Gunther on night two, you split the whole, those two championships up. And since night two has got Roman Reigns versus the rock, then you've got the universal championship on night two. And then, I think that this match needs to be separate from Bobby Lashley and Gunther. So, yeah, this is a night one thing as well. Moving on from there, we've got the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championship matches. Now, this one, you can play around with a little bit, but not too, too much, I think. Now, I would go with, personally, for the Raw Women's Championship, Rhea Ripley retaining throughout the entire year and going up against Bianca Belair. Now, she's currently... Or no, the I'm I'm flipping this around actually. The SmackDown Women's Championship would be Rhea Ripley retaining throughout the year and going up against Bianca Belair. 
since Bianca is the Raw Women's Champion right now, how do we get to that point? Well, for the Raw Women's Championship, I'm going to go with Charlotte Flair against Raquel Rodriguez. Here's how we get to that point, but you can flip it around a little bit too. I think Bianca should lose the Raw Women's Championship to Charlotte. And at that point, Charlotte will be a 15-time champion. And she will have that feud with Bianca around SummerSlam or whatever it is. I don't know. Just kind of assuming SummerSlam's like another big benchmark moment. But I don't want to just have Bianca again go for the whole, okay, now I have to beat Charlotte at WrestleMania because we're going to copy and paste the Becky Lynch thing again. No, I want to make stars. I want to move on and do some different things. But I also want to use the people that are obviously major, major stars. So I want to actually put Raquel Rodriguez in here against Charlotte Flair because I think that there's something of that second generation thing. I think that those two are obviously they're two of the tallest women. So I think that there could be a mutual respect there. They, they can work well together. And at this point, Raquel will have had another full year on the main roster. So she'll have worked her way through some of the kinks and stuff to figure all that out. I go babyface Raquel Rodriguez winning the Royal Rumble to challenge Charlotte Flair as a heel to win the Raw Women's Championship. Now I go Bianca Belair still in the title hunt against Rhea Ripley because that is very easily a match that we have not truly, truly seen. We especially haven't seen it really on the main roster. And I want Rhea to retain for the full year for the SmackDown Women's Championship because she needs it. You know, she beat Charlotte at Mania. That's great. But last time that we had the championship on Rhea, she was kind of an afterthought, and then she dropped it to Charlotte. So I want her to hold it for a full year. I want her to be a dominant champion, and I want Bianca to go in as the winner of the Elimination Chamber to be the person that everybody goes, oh, man, Bianca won the last three WrestleManias. You know, she beat Sasha for the title. She beat Becky for the title. She retained over Asuka. But she comes up short because I know that there's some people out there that are kind of considering Bianca another Super Cena. And I want Rhea to have another moment in the sun. This is no reflection on Bianca. Uh, Bianca is absolutely fantastic. That's why I went with her instead of just throwing Becky Lynch in here or putting another person in there or you go in like, um, you know, Rhea Ripley against CEO Sky or, uh, you know, whatever. But here's the alternative that we could do. Say you're not liking that, but you're liking these four. We could just hold off on some of these things and we can have Rhea Ripley still as the SmackDown women's champion going up against Raquel Rodriguez because they are, again, two of the tallest women. They are friends. Raquel can be the one that beats Rhea Ripley. We can do that. And we could have Bianca Belair versus Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair can get the title shot, go up against Bianca, and Bianca can retain again for all we know, or they can trade the titles or something. So it's either Flair, Belair, Ripley and Rodriguez or my preferred option, Ripley, Belair, and then Flair and Raquel. Women's tag team championships though. I'm at least for now <laughs> putting that in the books as a triple threat. Again, I only had an hour. So this was where I was like, you know, what do I do with this? What do I do with that? And I kind of settled on this as like, a, it's good enough for some people. And it gets people on the card in a different way and in some ways the same way and all. I would like to see a tag team of Asuka and Io Sky. 
we've seen EO and Kyrie. We've seen Asuka and Kyrie. I'd like to see Asuka and EO. I think Bailey and Becky Lynch working together gets them both on the card. I don't even know if Bailey's even going to be on the roster at this point. Kind of seems like she might be leaving, but if Becky is not on this card, that's really ridiculous. And Bailey deserves to be on it too. I say have them work their out their differences, have them be, you know, the two horse women that are essentially friends again. And I also have Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler because I think that they should win those women's tag team titles and that they should carry them and hold them proud and all. So I'm most likely having them go in as the heels, probably the champions, but maybe they not necessarily, they they might not have to. Rousey and Baszler heels, Asuka and Io as the tweeners, Bailey and Becky Lynch as the baby faces. Depending on who you want to be going forward with the tag titles, they come out on top. I personally would lean more towards Asuka and Io. Let's go with the United States Championship next. A fatal four-way match. There is no rhyme or reason to this outside of, I like these guys. I want them to fight for a title. I think that this makes sense. And with Damian Priest, Drew McIntyre, LA Knight, and Santos Escobar, we get some people that got overlooked for WrestleMania. Damian Priest didn't do anything. LA Knight didn't do anything. Santos Escobar was ringside to help out with the fight. I think that it's also something that's not necessarily important, important in the sense like, you know, they ought to obviously, they figure out the main events and they need to figure out contract stuff and all that. But I think that uh, when you are trying to figure out what to do with different championships throughout the year, you should look into the idea of some records and some, you know, pats on the back in some different ways. And I came across the idea that Drew McIntyre is not a Grand Slam champion. He won the Intercontinental title. He won the tag titles. He's a universal champion, but he's never won the United States title. So just like Sheamus with the Intercontinental title and rounding all that out, I want Drew to win that United States championship. So he will have won it. He'll probably be going into this fatal four-way as the United States champion. Maybe leaving with the title. Maybe not. I don't know. That's for WrestleMania 41 for me to figure out closer to this where I would want to go, but I think LA Knight could be a really good option. Escobar, of course, I think is great. Priest, I think, is underrated. So I think Drew McIntyre goes in as babyface, as United States champion. And we're probably looking at heel Priest, heel LA Knight, maybe tweener LA Knight, maybe babyface, I don't know. Probably babyface Escobar. Just put these four guys in a ring and let them do their thing. It's probably going to be great. Now, the Intercontinental Championship, you might be going, oh, you're this is kind of out of nowhere. Braun Breaker against Seth Rollins. Braun Breaker just turned heel a couple hours ago from when I'm recording this. And the setup of him for the Intercontinental Championship, to me, I think he needs to work with somebody when he comes up to the main roster, which I think he should this year. I think he needs to work with some different people along the way that can teach him a lot very quickly. And I think he also needs to work with people that have more personality. Who's got uh, personality in spades? Who is a great wrestler? Who is an established veteran? Who is at a level that can boost the Intercontinental Championship and get a featured prominent match at WrestleMania that doesn't necessarily need to be for the WWE or Universal Championships? Well, Seth Rollins. So you get Seth as the babyface here. Whether he's a champion or not, all depends on how quickly you want to put it on Broadbreaker, but I think Breaker is a good choice for the Intercontinental Championship as well. 
it's the workhorse championship. So you got a workhorse guy in Rollins that could perfectly counteract the intercontinental title like that. And either Braun Breaker wins the belt here or he retains the belt. Either way, I'm going to go Braun Breaker beats Seth Rollins. Again, I am trying to establish some stars here. We need to look forward to the future. It's WrestleMania 40. We can't keep having all the same people on the card. And we can't keep having the same people win. Braun Breaker and those other people, they should win some matches here and there. So yeah, I think that this is a great way to incorporate a Breaker on the card, but you put him with somebody who is more established and you don't lose the star power like if you would if it was just Braun Breaker against like a Cameron Grimes or something. This is a good happy medium. Now that brings me to Kevin Owens versus Grayson Waller. I am assuming Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, of course, will not be the tag team champions by the time WrestleMania comes around. And I want to put Kevin Owens with somebody that I think he can work really well with in the ring and on the mic. I want to put over another young star with Grayson Waller. I think Waller could very easily be, you could swap like Braun Breaker, Kevin Owens, I think Grayson Waller, Seth Rollins. But I think that Seth's personality and in-ring style could work better with Braun. Like Braun could be the the brute of the match. And then when it comes to Owens and Waller, Owens is the bigger guy. So Waller is the chicken shit heel. Waller is of course a, a great talker. Kevin Owens is a great talker. We could have the Grayson Waller effect and the Kevin Owens show. Owens works really well when he's working with those types of characters like the Miz or yeah, you know, when Sami Zayn was doing that kind of stuff or, you know, I think that he could bring out the best of people hating Grayson Waller. And here is a match, though, that I think you can have Grayson Waller lose, and he can still come out of it looking pretty good. So Owens is a babyface, Waller is a heel. Let's give Waller a little bit of a shot. Now, since I said that the tag team titles are on somebody else, that means what do we do with Sami Zayn? I'm going to go Edge versus Sami Zayn. Edge and Sami have not had a feud together. I think that there are very few people right now that are left on the roster for Edge to go up against that would make it seemed like it's really like a big, big deal and not like a waste. Cause let's be honest. If they end up having like some elongated feud between edge and like, I don't know, Cedric Alexander, everybody would be like, what really? I mean, Cedric's fun and all, but really, I think edge likes being a heel too. So if you put him up against somebody that's uber popular as a baby face, like Sami Zayn, you got the Canadian connection and all too. This could be one of those, mid-card filler-type matches that still gets people super excited because look at the people that are involved. It's not filler-filler. It's just more on the undercard. I don't know how much longer Edge has left. I don't know if this is something that he would be looking at potentially as like a retirement match or something, but I could see that working too. I mean, why not? I really wish... That I could say, man, I'm going to bring Christian over and we can do Edge and Christian versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. That's originally what I had written down. And I'm like, I can't realistically do it. The likelihood that Christian would leave AEW and in time to do all that and contract situations and all, it's just not realistic. So that's where I get into the fantasy side of it where I'm like, I can't go pure fantasy here. So let's do it like this instead. Edge against Sami Zayn. Edge is the heel. Sami Zayn's baby face. Sami Zayn gets the win over Edge. Everybody cheers. 
here's a match that you probably did not see coming. <laughs> we got Corey Graves against Pat McAfee. Now, you might be going, wait, what? Reason why I'm going with this. Uh, Pat McAfee has popped up for the last, you know, this WrestleMania in last year's. He is obviously a star. He is in the sports field. He is somebody that they would like to incorporate here and there. I think he's a lot of fun. I like Pat McAfee. I would like to bring, bring him back onto the card and do something with him. And Corey Graves has always been picking a fight with Pat McAfee and all. But on top of that, and the idea that Corey Graves could be cleared to compete, he's mentioned this before, WrestleMania 40 is in Philadelphia. Corey Graves is from Pittsburgh. It's not quite the same thing, I know, but you do have some leeway there. And I think Corey having a match at WrestleMania, whether it's a short one or, you know, an actual long match or something, I think that that's something that could really be a great morale booster. I want WWE to boost the morale that they keep downgrading and i want to give Corey graves some of his flowers you know he has been around for a long time and he didn't get the chance to end his career the way that he would want to so this is my preference but if we can't get this but we can get Corey graves then the alternative is Corey gets to pick his opponent whether that's Corey graves versus baron corbin or that's Corey against Whoever friends he has or, you know, whatever. I mean, obviously he can't just be like, I'm, I pick that I'm fighting for all the titles at the same time or something, you know, but realistically, if Corey would be interested and if he would be able to and all, then you put Corey Graves against Pat McAfee or a friend of his choice. The ability to twist around this card over the course of 11 months leading up to that, you know, I'm booking this from April 4th in uh, 2023 means that if this match cannot go on the card hey you've got plenty other people on the roster that you can put in another match this is not like a make it or break it match but i do think that this could be pretty cool so let's talk about the tag team titles i'm going with the usos against diy tomaso ciampa and jenny gargano i also had written down gargano and ciampa against kevin owens and Sami Zayn. but then i'm like eh, i don't want to have two babyface teams against each other and i don't want to have either of them turn heel and I don't think that those titles are staying where they are for an entire year. I wrote down a whole bunch of other people. I mean, these teams against other teams, there's so many great teams in WWE, like the Street Profits and Imperium and the New Day and uh, yeah, the Viking Raiders and all. I also wrote down, I would have moved, or maybe they will, I don't know. I would move the Creed Brothers up to the main roster at some point this year. So... If you wanted to do another four-way or something, then you could have DIY and the Usos and the Creed Brothers and Street Profits, for instance, or throw Imperium in there instead of the Usos, whatever it is. Point being, wow, I really am saying that a lot on this episode. DIY would be a real focal point for me because I think Organo and Ciampa deserve to be tag team champions in the same way that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn do. And uh, the Usos are my people that I'm slotting in there because they're arguably the best tag team that's ever existed in WWE. So why wouldn't you at least keep them in mind <laughs> to hold those titles? But if you want to keep them separate from that, you want to give a little bit of break from that, you want to put them in the bloodline thing with the Roman Reigns and the Rock story instead, 
then put DIY in there against Imperium and the Creed Brothers and the Street Profits, or put maybe instead of one of those teams, you swap them out. I'd go Gargano and Ciampa are walking out of here with the tag team titles, though. Whether they go in as champions and retain, or they leave with the titles having not been uh, the champions before, Gargano and Ciampa, tag team champions. I think that that's fantastic. And it's cross-branded, so you could just put anybody in there you want. That's the best way to go. And if we're trying to get a whole lot of people on the card, my idea of this whole thing is to do what I would want. You know, I mean, in my mind, the best way that you can jam pack a whole bunch of people on the card is to have the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and the women's equivalent of it, the China Memorial Battle Royal. But if WWE is like, we still do not want to do that. We still don't care. We don't want to name something after China. We want to put the Andre on SmackDown to try to appeal to Fox and to boost that up. I don't know if that's working with Fox, to be honest, but that's where the information comes in where I go. You would need to tell me if that's something that they really love. If they love that, then we probably keep the Andre on SmackDown. And then we probably don't have the China Memorial Battle Royal. But then we just do the showcase matches. We just throw a bunch of tag teams together and we do it the way that we did it this year. There you go. That's as easy as it is because you know what? This is the type of match on the card that you do not need to plan in advance who is going to be involved in there. But I would go with, for instance, somebody like Natalia as possibly the winner of the China Memorial Battle Royal with a whole bunch of people in there like Zoe Stark and Liv Morgan and Alexa Bliss and Lacey and Sonya and Meechan and Candice LeRae and... Katana Chance and Caden Carter, you know, people that like aren't going to be the absolute highest priorities, but we still want to get them on the card in some fashion. And with the Andre, we're talking maybe Shinsuke Nakamura is in there, you know, Sheamus, Solo Sokoa. Maybe he's even the winner of it. He should have won it this year, potentially. You got Baron Corbin, you got Braun Strowman, you got Bray Wyatt, Cameron Grimes, Chad Gable, Dexter Loomis, the same types that we saw this year, but with some other people in there too, because I ultimately don't think that Amos deserves his own match at WrestleMania 40, so put him in the Andre. I don't think that you need to do another major, major showcase for Rey Mysterio, since he already had his big year this year, so put him in the Andre. Put the Miz in there. Put... Ridge Holland in there still. Put Matt Riddle in there. Put Elias and uh, and Finn Balor. And, you know, I mean, just go through the list and do it like that. But I probably would end up going with maybe the winner being, well, I don't know, actually. Because this year, I mean, I, I thought that Kyrie and Cross would have made sense. I thought that Solo Sukkot would have made sense. It doesn't matter. We got plenty of time to figure it out. <laughs> but I think that that would be the easiest way to do it. And if not, then we go with, you throw a bunch of tag teams together and you do another match like that. So that's where you get into teaming people up at the last minute and all, but it shouldn't be the last minute. You should know well in advance that you do or do not want to do this at like Royal rumble time. So then you have two, three months that you can set these up. I think it's actually that simple. And yeah, when you get to injuries and you get to you know you you get a random sponsored deal when they want to do something or whatever you're going to have to adjust the card on the fly but that is why you plan stuff out well enough in advance that you have a lot of time that you can figure out the other alternatives instead of being like you know we're going to wait until the last minute to figure it out and then now we're screwed because now we didn't think about plan b or plan c this is what i would do what do you think about it 
This is obviously only what I would do if I had one hour to think about it from following WrestleMania 39. If I would have done this last week with what I think WrestleMania 39 should go down, we'd be talking about some different scenarios. Some of them would be the same, to be perfectly honest. Like, I still think that there's something to trying to do the Roman Reigns and Rock thing. I still think that there's something to Cody Rhodes and Gunther being in the title situation and I, I probably realistically would still have gone with Belair, Flair, Ripley, and Rodriguez as my four mains, but maybe I would have put Becky Lynch in there in a different way or, you know, whatever. Logan Paul versus Brock Lesnar was always on my mind as far as another potential thing. So some of them would be tweaked. Some of them would be the same. I don't know. Let me know. Drop your thoughts in the comments below. Drop your fantasy booking of what ideas that you've got of uh, what you'd like to see for WrestleMania 40. And again, remember, this is not my prediction. I do not think we are getting anything close to this card when it comes to WrestleMania next year. But I didn't think that they would do what they've been doing for the past few days. And I don't know what the hell we've got going on for the future. So I am not going to give full card predictions quite yet. I'm going to leave that to future Tony if he is still even watching around that point. And we will adjust that when we when we get around to it. But that's it for this. And I want to remind everybody that if you want to follow all the different places that I've got under a mango tree, go to a mango tree.com or anthonymango.com. Like and follow and share and subscribe to the fanboys anonymous and smart out moment stuff. And also follow me on Facebook and Twitter at Tony mango. Check out whatever I've got going on, like the blueprint project and stuff and whatever is happening on the smart out moment front and all. And I will see you next time, everyone. Thanks again for tuning in. And I'll look forward to talking to uh, to you again. Adios, everybody. This has been another Smart Out Moment, and I'm being counted out.